Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. Welcome to Milwaukee. Thanks, I appreciate it. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. And I hope you all enjoyed the last episode I just dropped on Andre Drummond. I mean, it's pretty crazy what's going on in the NBA right now as far as how players are trying to get traded, how players are trying to get bought out. So it's an interesting time of the year. This is like where people want to go bid on lotteries for a billion dollars. This is how I feel in the NBA right now. This is like one of the best times of the year. NBA tread deadline. That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about what players most likely will get traded. What players might get bought out. Actually, I probably spoke about that already as it is, but what players might get traded and the possibility of a bought out. And we'll see how that goes. And the trade deadline is, what, in two weeks from now? So March 25th, it's going to be interesting to see how things, you know, uh, pan out as far as the puzzles that are going to be moved around, who's going to be playing their cards, who's going to be sellers, who's going to be buyers. So it's going to be great. And before we kind of dig into the whole NBA tread report, if you're new to this channel and never seen this content before, if you enjoy it, please subscribe. Hit that like button or smash the like button. And then hit that notification bell to get any updates or any videos I upload directly towards your phone. And if you've been listening, if you've been watching, hey, I appreciate the love. If you want to see my social media platforms, I'm on every single one. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff at Ball Don't Lie, B-A-L-L-D-N-T-L-I-E. And I'll be in the bottom of the video as one of the links as well. So I hope y'all doing good. As you can see, I got my Raider gear on. I'm a Raiders fan, but I don't really talk about football like that right now because it's strictly about the NBA. So let's go ahead and dig into this whole situation with the NBA trade report and what's going to happen in the next few weeks. And I got some names here. Most of it, there's going to be players that are going to probably get traded that I haven't probably spoke about, but there's it happens every single year. There's some names that are big, that are obvious because reports are coming out because they're big names. And there's some mediocre players and there's some players that just no one really cares about. I'm going to talk about the ones that are the hottest names right now in the market as far as getting traded and see where the landing spots are going to go. So the first player we're going to talk about is LaMarcus Aldridge. The reason why I'm talking about him directly about him first is because something just happened. A couple of days ago, the Spurs and Coach Pop decided to, you know what, tell LaMarcus Aldridge, hey, you're not playing for the rest of the time until the, you get traded, which is probably the March 25th deadline. I mean, it could happen anytime sooner than that, but I don't expect that to happen today, tomorrow, etc. It could happen in five days or it could happen at the trade deadline. But they actually had a mutual agreement. They had a mutual agreement that, you know what? They respect each other. Coach Pop loves him. I'm going to drop a clip in a second about what he said about LaMarcus Aldridge. So I wish him the best. But there's some suitors out there for LaMarcus. But it's going to be kind of hard to match his contract. It's $28 million. But like I said, this past Wednesday, they pretty much told him, you know what? Until the, until the trade deadline, you know, you're not going to be suiting up. And there's teams out there, like I said. So 
the Celtics got a, probably the biggest window. Then you have the Blazers, and you have the Phoenix Suns. And the reason why I say in those three orders is because if the Celtics got a $28 million exception. They can get him for what he's worth. I think he's he's on his final expiring contract this year. So his 25 to 27 mil, whatever it may be, can fit what the Celtics can offer with their salary cap exception. Imagine what the team he's going to be playing with. Imagine if you actually team LaMarcus with that team in Boston with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker, who's been playing, you know what? Man, get your game up, boy. You're not playing that good right now. You score one point in three quarters against the Brooklyn Nets, but not in the first quarter. But I ain't gonna get into that. And they lost to the South, they lost to the Nets. But if you build, if you bring Lamarcus to that team with those guys, then they have a shot to actually play in the playoffs and actually be competitive, because the roster they constructed heavy driven guards in the in, in the team, as far as Kembe and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They don't really have post-up guys. Double T, Tristan Thompson, uh, uh, Theus, Williams. I mean, those guys don't really cause any fear in anybody. Theus is shooting threes from God knows where. And and, and Williams is more of like a pick-and-roll dunk alley-oop and can, block, and can block shots on the defensive end. But LaMarcus will fit good with that team because now if you put the ball in the paint, or you dump the ball to the paint to LaMarcus Aldridge, you're going to have to respect his game in the post. And if he kicks it out, he has shooters around him, which Boston is actually desperately need. They're in need of that. They need a big guy because they're playing from outside in. And I don't think that's going to work against the teams in the East, like the Sixers, like the Nets, and the Bucks. Okay, whatever. They beat the Bucks last year, whatever. But you get my drift. But the seven-time All-Star, Marcus Aldridge, yeah, man. I hope I see him on a contending team. I hope Coach Pop does, you know, you know, is a man of his word and does right by him and ships him off to a contending team. Because if you look at the Portland Blazers, imagine if LaMarcus came back to the Pacific Northwest, who was who in need of a championship. Forget about where they go in the playoffs. Second round, constant finals one time in the last, what, 10, 20 years, they need to get to the NBA Finals. Obviously, you get the Lakers in front of you, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the hottest team probably right now, which is the Phoenix Suns. But if they get LaMarcus in th- on that team, Yusuf Nurkic, LaMarcus, at the three, you can have anybody. R- uh, Robert Covington, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Jones. Then you have C.J. Uh, McConnell coming back from his injury. Then you have Damian Leonard. Then the bench is good. You got Rodney Hood, you got Ennis Cantor, Amphrey, uh, Amphrey Simons, Gary Trent, etc. So if you went back to the Pacific Northwest, yeah, he's making them a real good team. Then the other team you got is the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, four years ago, were trying to get LaMarcus Aldridge. Four years ago, before he went to San Antonio, they were trying to get him. So hopefully, I mean, if you imagine if he goes there too. You got Booker, CP3. Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder, DeAndre Aiden. Monty Williams is doing good as a head coach in Phoenix. He turned that franchise around. So it's a good team. I hope LaMarcus goes to a contender. Like I said, we'll see what happens with LaMarcus. 
but he's definitely going to be shopped and he's definitely going to be shipped out. I don't think they're going to buy him out because there's a lot of people out there that's willing to get him for a rental because he's going to be a free agent in the summer of 2021. And like I said, they you owe, what, $27 million, whatever it is. So we'll see what happens. And LaMarcus, like I said, he has, he's been playing okay, but he's been injured. It wasn't working out for him the last year or two. DeMar DeRozan is another player that might be traded to. We don't know. They might use him in the draft night, whatever it may be, but LaMarcus is the first chip to fall. If he leaves, then they're going to be in total rebuild. There's no, they're not going to win on the roster they have. I mean, they have young players like Johnson, Walker, Murray. They still will not be able to beat the big teams, the big fishes in the West. He's not with the team. Uh, uh, he's healthy uh, in that respect, but uh, we've mutually agreed uh, to work on some opportunities for him, uh, and that'll be elsewhere. So he, he won't be with the team moving forward. Uh, he's been a great teammate. There's no problem there. Uh, we just think this is a win-win for both the Marcus and for the club. So uh, when an opportunity arises, uh, you know, that, that'll be up to management, his agent, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, and we'll all move forward. At this point, uh, just like to do something uh, that will work for him as much as for our club because he deserves that. So another player to talk about. As far as getting all the buzz, it's Kyra Lowry. Kyra Lowry, in the last two months, there was reports coming out about Kyra Lowry going to be traded. It's going to be traded. And I don't know if you all know, the Raptors, even though there's no fans in most, in most arenas in the country, but they can't play in Canada. They can't play in their own home country. So they're playing here in Tampa Bay, Florida, and they call it Tampa Bay Raptors temporarily. Like, what? <laughs> Tampa Bay, what? Raptors? Tampa Bay, Raptors. That's crazy. Anyways, going back to Kyle Lowry's situation. So Kyle Lowry, there's been reports coming out about him getting traded. And the guy's a baller. I don't care what you say about Kyle Lowry. There's a lot of stigmatization. There's a lot of hate about the guy. They don't, they don't like his game. Or the, the fact that he kept losing against LeBron James in the East. I mean, you think Kyle Lowry's going to beat LeBron, LeBron James? He's tripping. But as far as him, he played great in his career. He hit big shots. Big shots in his career over time. Guy was a multiple all-star. The guy has the he, he has what it takes to win you games. So when I heard about him getting traded or reports about him going to get traded... I'm like, man, it can't be. But I understand why. The Raptors are not, their system, as far as what Nick Nurse is doing with the two-point guards starting with Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Bleet, okay, it worked for a little bit. Ain't working no more. So they got to figure out where to go. And they just paid Van Bleet a lot of money. So they're going to go with him at the point guard, and they're going to probably ship Lowry off, which they, I'm pretty sure they're going to ship him off because even Kyle Lowry told his own teammates, I'm going to get traded. So once he said that, I was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's done deal. It's going to happen. The only two teams that kind of mind that's really pushing for Kyle Lowry is the Sixers, which makes sense. They do need a point guard. He's from Philadelphia. He played at Villanova. He's familiar with the surroundings of the city. That's his home city. But at the same time, it makes sense. Doc Rivers always had a point guard. 
If you look at all his time as a coach, maybe you're not Magic's, but in Boston, in the Clippers, he had CP3 in L.A., he had Rajon Rondo uh, in, in, in Boston. But over here, he has Ben Simmons, who's playing at the four, that's also running the point. And they use a Seth Curry situation. When they traded for Seth Curry, it worked for a good month. He was hot for about a month. Then he ta- he tapered off. So obviously that's not going to work out. Seth is more of like a plugging kind of guy, role player. He's not going to be your point guard. He's not going to be your defense maker. But you bring in Kyra Lowry, yeah. Kyra Lowry is a huge upgrade. And don't get it twisted. Seth Curry is not Seth Curry. A.K.A. Wardell. That guy right there. So they need a guy that can also respect, because the defenders respect Kyra Lowry. I'll tell you that right now. They're not going to just leave him open. The guy can shoot. He can create. He can create contact. Go to the free throw line. He has big shots. can play defense. Stocky guy. Yeah. Carolina would be a good fit for the Sixers. And another team is which is the Miami Heat. Miami Heat right now are trying to get back into the playoff picture. They've been hampered with injuries. Obviously, we all heard about Jimmy Butler, the whole COVID situation. Missed almost a, almost a month of basketball. Lost about 10 to 20 pounds because of COVID. Bam was hurt. Drogic was hurt. So, like, you had a, a bunch of players in and out of the lineup. Now they're finally getting consistency back. They're, they're finally healthy, and they're trying to – you know, start the second run of the of the of the season on a good run, and if you add Kyle Lowry to that team, which is most likely they're gonna probably trade Goran Dragic because it makes sense as far as salary. If you know, if they want Kendrick Nunn or another young asset, which it could not, it's, I don't think it's gonna be Hero or Duncan, but if Kyle Lowry is a point guard for the Heat, that makes it interesting as well. So just imagine if Kyle Lowry gets traded to either one of those teams, and Lamarcus Aldridge gets traded to the Celtics for that. For that $28 million exception, it makes the Nets a tougher road to get to the NBA Finals, which I still project they're going to go to the NBA Finals. I still think, regardless of who you add on those teams, as far as in the trade list, the Nets are too, they're, they're too stacked, they're too talented, they're too good. If they can stay healthy and they can click, yeah, no one's going to beat them. And they still got Giannis in the East. It's like we forgot about them. We forgot about the Bucks, But they've been playing terrible. I think they're going to get back into – you know, they're always and and they have good runs and try to close out on a good run and be in a top four, five seed in in the East. But the Nets have the best shot. And but it will make it will make the players more interesting. The first early rounds, like the one this first round, second round, etc. The playing tournament, seven seed to the tenth seed in the East and the West as well. It's gonna be interesting to see how that's gonna pan out for teams that are at the bottom. Like the Pacers. The Pacers who are missing a bunch of good players. Like T.J. Warren, who hasn't played most of the year. Karis LeVert, ever since he got traded, hasn't been playing. Once they're, 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 they're about to be healthy pretty soon. And once they, are, once they do, Pacers are going to be a deadly team to get into the playoffs against anybody if they have that talent. Trust me. Remember what I said about the Pacers. But, yes, LaMarcus goes to the Celtics. Kyrie gets straight to either the Heat or, or the Sixers. It makes the playoff more interesting in the East. And we know the West. The West is going to be interesting regardless because every single team has a shot at the throne if they play the cards right. But still, we all expect the Lakers to come out the East or, I'm sorry, at the West or the Clippers. And some of y'all Nuggets fans out there, I'm sorry, but unless y'all get somebody else, Jokic and Murray ain't going to work. It might make it interesting, but it ain't going to work. So we'll see what happens with Kyle Lowry. Like I said, Guy can ball. And then 
I'm going to talk about two teams that are also trying to offload some players or trying to trade for some players. So the first thing I'm going to speak about is the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets are doing a fire sale like no other. Obviously, everything changed. The whole dynamic of Houston changed since James Harden requested for a trade. Once he trade, once he was traded to the to the Nets, the team is not built for John Wall. They tried the whole Boogie Cousins situation. It didn't work out because they got Christian Wood. And now you add Victor Oladipo around John Wall, who are both ball dominant. Yeah, that's not gonna work either. But I think what made it more clear cut about what Houston's trying to do right now, as far as trying to trade Victor Oladipo and PJ Tucker. Is that Victor Oladipo, who was offered just a few weeks ago, two years for forty-five million dollar extension, turned that down to be a free agent this summer. So obviously, the Rockets are not playing to get into any playoffs. Any of them playing the playoff tournament, no one's expecting them to get into the eight seed or the, the top eight teams in the playoffs in the West. So they're doing a fire sale. They're trying to get offload these guys. So Victor Oladipo will most likely be traded for sure. P.J. Tucker, this is the most craziest thing. They definitely going to trade him. Definitely. Ever since they got Christian Wood from Detroit, which I've been harping about, which I've been saying all over Twitter, Christian Wood is the best player in Detroit. When they have Blake Griffin for two years, I said Christian Wood is the best player on that team. Just give that boy an opportunity. And they did last year. When 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 uh, Blake Griffin was hurt, Christian Wood was balling out. And they let him walk. For Jeremy Grant, who's been balling this year in Detroit, no no shade to Jeremy Grant, but I think Christian Woods is just a better player. And he's young. So when Christian Woods came to Houston, the whole boogie cousin didn't make no sense to me because he was coming off the bench. I'm like, dude, you really want this guy to come off your bench? And obviously they, they cut him, right? They waved him. So then they're trying to just ramp up, and they, they I think they're going to rebuild the whole process under their, under their head coach, Silas. First year head coach, yeah, it's so much headache he had to deal with James Harden situation. Now all this, so Victor Oladipo, there's offers out there. I heard, I heard Bob Myers, who is the GM of the Golden State Warriors, is trying to get Victor Oladipo. I hope not. I ho- I'm a Warriors fan. I hope they don't get him because he's just a rental. Yeah, you might help out Steph Curry for the time, the short time being, but Victor Oladipo right now in this season is not playing better than Andrew Wiggins. And I wouldn't trade Kelly Aubrey. He brings you energy. He plays tough defense. And he plays on both sides of the offense. I'm sorry, both sides of the court. So why would I trade that for Victor, who hasn't really shown any sign he has recovered from his injury? So, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But obviously, there's suitors out there. Victor's a young, talented guy. I think over time, he'll get better. Obviously, re, you know, rehealing from his injury. So in the next year or so, he might get back to where he was. Maybe, who knows? I don't know, but I'm assuming he will. But there's going to be teams out there that probably want to get him. But he's going to be free agent regardless. So we'll see what happens with Victor. Another player to talk about is John Collins. John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks has put himself in this position. How are you this young, this talented, and yet you're about to get traded? For, for what? Like, you're supposed to be built, or the team was supposed to be built Trey Young, right, or build you around Trey Young's offense. 
Like you guys are the cream of the crop. You guys are the future. You, as far as John Collins, Trey Young, right, DeAndre Hunter, right. You, these are young guys. You're supposed to build for the future. But this is what happened to John Collins. Should have just kept probably kept his mouth shut. John Collins, in January, told somebody within the team, who later later on told somebody in the inner circles, as far as in Atlanta. And this became a actual topic on the news and all the stuff like that. John Collins basically said, why is this team being built around Trey Young? Why is the offense being run through Trey Young? Wait, hold on one second. From what I last recall, Trey Young is the one that's dropping 50 points. Trey Young is your best player. Even though the team's not that good, you guys are young. There's going to be a day where your day is due and then you'll be that team to be reckoned with. But as of right now, you got to build you know, consistency, chemistry, camaraderie, all that good stuff. But to say, especially you, John Collins, to say that, hey, why is the team being built around uh, 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 Trey Young? Why is the office running through Trey Young? He's the best player. Dude shooting like, like Damian Leonard and Steph Curry from 35 feet. They focus on him. They don't focus on you. I'm sorry. Even though, like, you're versatile – his game is nice. Don't get it twisted. John Collins can hoop. John Collins can hit you from the corner pocket threes. John Collins can also bang on you, posterize you, and put you on the back of a cereal box. Hold on, I'm going to run this clip right here. And you also need to make sure that you're keeping this Hawks team off the free throw line. Oh, that's a man's jam. Yeah. You see that? Smashed on by John Collins. He's a high flyer. He's a good player. But I think he's the one that caused himself to get traded. So here's a scenario. Out of all the players I just mentioned, right, John Constance is probably one of the hottest shooters to get traded because there's multiple teams that want him. Not the contenders, but like young teams. Maybe Minnesota. Maybe Chicago. Maybe Charlotte. So young teams will look into the market. So they're getting a lot of calls for sure. I've been hearing about this for two months consistent. And I think they're just waiting to the trade deadline to force somebody's hand and have the upper leverage to ship them out and get, because they're going to get back a lot of stuff. There's going to be draft picks and some players or a player. So we'll see what happens with John Collins. And like I said, he put him, he put this to himself. So John Collins going forward, man, just, just know that Trey Young will be an all-star, multiple all-stars. You probably will never squeeze into one. So that's just a little tidbit for you, man. And another team, so I was already talking about the Houston Rockets, another team that is also trying to dig into this whole trade scenario is the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks has been hooping all year long, even though they're currently a game above 500, but they're the fifth seed in the East. They're playing that good. Tip your hat off to Julius Randle, an all-star, first-time all-star. He's been balling out of his mind. Best, best year, hands down, in his career. No argument. So the team has about $15 million of cap space. So they're trying to get into the trade market as well. Obviously, they can't get no big fish. They can't get no guys that can probably make a difference to beat the Nets or whoever else. But to build for the future, I think they can get a player. And obviously, they have three draft picks this year, three. They got a first round. They got two high second rounds. And one of those draft picks comes from Detroit, Pistons. So, obviously, you know, the Pistons ain't playing that great. So, that is going to be a high second-round pick. 
And I think that, you know, with, with, with the Knicks getting D. Rose, they can get another player. Hey, the Knicks are actually turning the page because last time the Knicks were in the playoff was when Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony was a knickerbucker. And that was like eight years ago or so. Since then, they haven't been relevant. So, I, I mean, and, and, and it sucks in a way, but it's because it's COVID. They didn't have no fans in their stadium, but they had fans this year in Madison Square Garden. Oh, my God. Watching these guys play? If y'all haven't seen the Knicks play this year, it's because y'all spoiled. Y'all want to watch the big teams. If y'all want to watch, watch basketball and enjoy, watch what Thibodeau does with these guys. He's actually making them play really good basketball. But we know Coach Tibbs, you know how we know how he runs his camp. He he uses a lot of young guys and he burns them out. So I don't think they're gonna be a fifth seed when the playoffs were about to start. I think they're gonna be in the bottom half of, of the East. I think they're gonna be playing for the seventh to tenth, you know, seed for the, the playing tournament. I think that's where they're gonna be at. I think other teams will creep up. Miami's at the bottom. Pacers at the bottom. I think these teams will slowly come up and then you'll see the next kind of one, you know, dwindle down. You have the Hornets also in the mix as well. So we'll see what happens with the Knicks. But there's, there's a lot of players that I haven't mentioned that's going to be in trade discussions. Like I said, those are those names are not going to be bigger than the names I just mentioned. LaMarcus has options. And I hope he goes to the, either those two teams, the Celtics or the Phoenix Suns, because he'll make those two teams dramatically better. Then Kyle Lowry, obviously with the Sixers in the, in the Heat, both fighting. He can get traded somewhere else. I'm not saying those are the two teams, but that's what I heard so far. But Sixers, I hope you guys get them. If not, I hope Miami gets them. It makes the whole playoff interesting because right now Toronto's struggling. And as well as John Collins. John Collins, wherever you go, man, I hope you have a good career. I'm not here to harp on your name and make you look bad, but I'm just letting you know that Trey Young, that's his team. Everything runs through him. I don't hear nobody in Golden State. Saying that, why is the ball going through Steph Curry? I hear nobody saying that in Phoenix with, with Devin Booker. I don't say I don't hear none of that stuff from other players that are supposedly the best player on your team. So you got to pump your brakes a little bit. And there's more to come. There's more to come. I mean, there's so many names. It's unbelievable. So when the trade deadline is about two weeks from today, right, we're going to see what's going to happen. These players can get moved anytime before that. But up to the trade deadline, three Eastern Standard Time on the 25th of March is when we're going to start here on the big news. And I'll have more to come, more names to talk about in the next episode. So stay tuned. If y'all been watching up to this point, I appreciate the love. Subscribe. Hit that like button. That notification bell. Also hit that as well so you can get all the updates on videos I'm about to post. If you're on any streaming platforms as far as Apple Tunes, or sorry, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., I'm on that as well. So I appreciate the support. Appreciate the love. It's COVID. I know it's spring break for a lot of people. Some of y'all are not even going to school physically, but I hope y'all staying safe. It's, you know, it's kind of getting warm now in the country. So y'all have fun safely and stay safe, man. See y'all next time. Peace. One love.